Here is your Radio Theater Channel weekly podcast for download. The RTC still has the very best old-time radio on the live streaming. And if it's music you love, tune in to the RTC Music Channel, where this link and many others are on our website at oldtimeradiolisten.com. Now, here's Jim. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the RTC Weekly Download. I'm your host, Jim Dolan. Well, this week we're going to do music. Music from the 1940s and the 50s. I want to remind you also that we have a internet radio station you might be interested in if you're interested in this kind of music. It's the RTC Music Channel. So go to tune in and look for RTC Music Channel, and you'll enjoy some great music from the 1940s and 30s and 50s. We're bouncing all around in there, but you get the idea. And also, some comedy bits thrown in there just for fun, and it's a good way to spend a little time on the internet radio, RTC Music Channel. Now it's time for the first of our music programs for this week, and it's Bing Crosby with his guest, Al Jolson. In about 30 minutes' time, we'll spend some time with Dinah Shore. When the blue of the night meets the gold of the day, someone waits for me. Transcribed in Hollywood with John Scott Trotter and his orchestra, the Rhythm Airs, and Bing's guest, Al Jolson. Well, it was many years ago when Mr. Jolson first sang the words, Climb Upon My Knee, Sonny Boy. And now we bring you the little boy who tried to climb up there, Bing Crosby. <laughs> Ken, I'm surprised that you can recall my first association with Jolson. Uh, I didn't think you were that old. <laughs> oh, Bing, it's later than you think. <laughs> oh, you're so right. I was just a kid then with long, wavy hair. Wavy hair? Little did I know that it was waving goodbye forever. <laughs> you know, Jolie is really an amazing fellow, Bing. Fantastic. He boy, really is. Really. I never saw a guy who worked so hard or did so much. Well, he's got more vitality than most men 40 years younger than he. And most men are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, Ken, before Jolie bounces in here, if I got a lick of sense, I'll try and get a number in myself. I have a little thing here that's some sound advice from the Indian Territory. And if the rhythm airs will come squat in my teepee while John Trotter and his braves beat the war drums, we will all pass the peace pipe. If your temper's getting a top hand, all you got to do is just stop and pass that peace pipe. Bury that hatchet like the Choctaws, Chickasaws, Chattahoochee, Chippewas do. If you're feeling mad as a wet hen, mad as you can possibly get, then pass that peace pipe. Bury that tomahawk like those Chichimex, Cherokee, Chipotlepecks do. Like those Chichimex, Cherokee, Chipotlepecks. Don't be cranky. Try to use. Use a little restraint Hold that hanky And wipe off all of that war paint And if you find yourself in a fury Be your own judge and your own jury Pass that peace pipe Bury that hatchet like the Choctaws Chickasaws, Chattahoochee, Chippewas do
discover it's best to pass that feast pipe and bury that hatchet. Like the Cho-Cho's Changoo, Chattanooga, Chickaroo-Doo. Even in colonial days, you knew the ceremonial ways to pass that feast pipe and bury that tomahawk. Like the Chicotamese, Champachettes, and Chickapees, too. Your ears in, try to use a little control. When all clears in, you'll be top man on the totem pole. But if you wanna be an all right guy, not the long face blues in the night guy, write that apology and dispatch it. When you call it's grand to batch it, pass that beast pipe and bury that hatchet. Like the Choctaws, Chickasaws, Chattahoochee, Chippewas, and those Chichamex, Cherokees, Chipotepecs, and those Chicutamese, Chepachets, and Chickapees, Chochos, Changoos, Chattanooga, Chickaroes. Do! Statement, yeah, it? Was mighty good, Chief Crosby and Got the Rhythm Bears. Finish. You know that was so realistically done. Bear. Whatever happened to the pot of water, mate? We didn't get them <laughs> Did in. You there. Get them in there? Great tribe, the great people. Us, yes. Uh, you know that was so realistically done. I could almost see the smoke curling up out of your peace pipes, Bing. That gives me an idea, Ken. Instead hmm. of talking about Philco tonight, why don't you send up your message in, in smoke signals? Smoke signals. Sure. I think. Philco commercial would be breathtakingly beautiful outlined against a cobalt blue cold December sky. Oh, I think that's a great idea, Bing. I can almost see it now up there in the sky. Mm-hmm. This Christmas, there's a Philco for everybody. But uh, how am I going to reach our whole audience with just that little smoke? Oh, we're going to build a big fire. We can set a match to all of Hope's old pictures. Oh. <laughs> Do a great public service. Great. Well, if I do send up smoke signals, how will the people know I'm doing it? Oh, I'll take care of that, Ken. Ladies and gentlemen, kindly step out into your yards and face this way for an important message in smoke. Oh, Bing, we don't want to inconvenience our listeners. You could be right, Carp. There are a lot of people listening to us who aren't dressed. You know, people in bathtubs, models in art classes, hold-up victims, folks getting examined in doctor's offices, and, oh, well, you'd be surprised. (laughs) I see what you mean. Maybe we'd better just do it straight tonight. All right, Carp. You either talk me into it or out of it or something. I don't know which, but you go ahead. Well, anyway, Bing, you can't miss if you give a Philco radio this Christmas. And with Christmas just three weeks off, why not get ahead of the shopping rush and drop in at your Philco dealer this week? Simplifies your gift problem, too. You got a slew of good gift ideas when you check your Christmas list against the wide variety of new Philco radios this year. Plenty of smart new table models, and they're great for giving Junior or Grandma a radio for their own room. Or for anybody that can use an extra radio around the house. Teenagers go for the famous 1201 radio phonograph or the new table model automatics. And you can say that again for Philco's new portable automatic record player. They're all new, new all the way through. And they're Philco's, famous for quality the world over. My father once courted a young lady named Kate, whom I now call Mother. After all this time... Irving Berlin has finally come up with the words and music that would have helped Dad out considerably had they been available then. Anyhow, I hope Mr. and Mrs. H.L. Crosby Sr. of North Hollywood will enjoy the following. How much longer must I wait, Kate? 
till you let me know my fate, Kate. The sun's down, the moon's out, there's no one in sight. My questions need answers, tonight is night. Nine o'clock, we had a day, Kate. I've been here since half past eight, Kate. I came a little bit early, I couldn't wait. Have I come too early, too late? fortunate in that for every great personality of the past, there springs up a modern counterpart. Years ago, we had Buffalo Bill. Now we have Gene Autry. We had the glamour and the talent of Lillian Russell. Now we enjoy the glamorous, talented Betty Grable. In place of the mighty showman P.T. Barnum, we have the mighty might Billy Rose. Kid writes a clever column, too. On and on we could go. There was Nora Bays. Now there's Dinah Shore. There was McIntyre and Heath. Now Amos and Andy. There was Marion Harris. Now Peggy Lee. Burt Williams. Now Rochester. There was Al Jolson. And now there's... Al Jolson, folks, and you ain't heard nothing yet. Al, here we are again. Oh, it's great being with you, Bing Boy. Say, that was quite an introduction, but you left something out. What was that? Yourself. Whoever took your place? For our lives. Doing a mighty good job, too. Say, Bing. Huh? I'm sorry you couldn't come over to my house for Thanksgiving dinner. Oh, I was desolate about that, Joe. Really? really? Mm-hmm. We had a very simple meal at our house, you know, food conservation. Didn't even have a turkey. Well, what'd you serve? Well, we wanted something with wings, so we had a model airplane with uh, chestnut stuffing. <laughs> well, I'll bet with those kids of yours, there was a big fight over who got the propeller. No trouble, Al. It was a four-engine job. <laughs> well, uh, Bingy. Huh? What, uh, what part did you get? What else? The rudder. I <laughs> understand you cut down a little at your place, too, Al. Sure did. What did you serve? Bad mitten birds and a chorus of mammy. <laughs> That's a switch, Al, getting the bird before the song, huh? <laughs> now, Bing, wait, wait a minute. Sorry, what Bing, we're just a moment. We're not supposed to get sarcastic with each other, you know. No, let's be benevolent. Yes. I just threw that in. You, you, I didn't mean it at all, Jolie. I know you didn't mean it, Bing. Of course Bing. not, Al. Well, I'd give you the shirt off my back. I'd rather you wouldn't. <laughs> now, there's one thing I well, want to straighten out right now, Bing. What's that? Do you love me? Love you, Al. I love you like a brother. I hope it ain't Brother Everett. <laughs> you know it ain't, Brother Andy. Well, thank you, Kingfish. <laughs> what? Reminds me, Al, I often wondered where you got that rich southern accent. Till the other day I read in the magazine that you were born in St. Petersburg. That's right. Florida sure is a wonderful state, isn't it? It sure is, but I I, I wasn't born in St. Petersburg, Florida. No. I was born in St. Petersburg, Russia. Russia? Does Winchell know about this? 
Maybe we get back to what's written down here, huh? As long as you're talking about me, what's the difference? <laughs> Incidentally, Al, I hear it bruited about that you're going to do a sequel to the uh, Jolson story. Too. Oh, that's right, Bing, yeah. yeah. Well, that's fairly inevitable, I guess. But what are they going to call it? Son of Jolson? No, that sounds too much like Lassie. What are you going to call it? <laughs> We're going to call it Jolson Sings Again. And it'll begin with a Jolson story left off. Got to be another big smash. Thanks, Tell Bing. me, you going to play yourself this time? Well, they tested me for the part, Bing, but I... I look too young. Amazing. Yeah. They must have used a very old camera. <laughs> Photograph you through the white of an angel. Now, Bing, look. Sorry. I really did look too young. Mm-hmm. So we're getting Barry Fitzgerald to play the part. What? <laughs> I could just see Barry Fitzgerald as Asa Yolson. Ay-yi-yi-yi-yi-yi-yi-yi. <laughs> Bing, Bing, listen. In a green yarmulke, he'll be perfect. <laughs> With a shamrock on the back, huh? Yes, uh, listen. <laughs> anyhow, <laughs> anyhow, Bing, uh, as soon as they finish this picture, they're going to do another picture about me called He Just Keeps Rolling Along. Who's going to play that? The Mississippi River? No. Hmm? No, the Swanee River. Got to be the Swanee. Yeah, no, Metro Goldwyn Mayor, they got the Mississippi on the contract. You oh, know that. they they got everything big. Yeah, they ain't got Sophie Tucker. <laughs> They'll get her. <laughs> They'll get her. Well, anyway, Bing, after I finish, he just keeps rolling along. What are you going to do? I'm going to make another one called The Road to Jolson. The Road to Jolson? Yeah, with Darcy Lamour. Why didn't Hope and I think of that? Well, look, you didn't notice. You and Hope are going to be in it. The picture opens with me singing. Oh, we sing, too. Uh, not in my picture. No. <laughs> The locale, the locale is my house at Palm Springs. Yeah. You and Bob are hitchhikers, no. and you come to see me. Got it. Oh, yeah. When you walk in the door, I sing. You said that. Oh, just another song. <laughs> anyway, you and Bob walk in, and I sing. What do you sing? Climb upon my knee? No, no, no. Not to you boys. I got Lemoore sitting there. <laughs> oh, no. Wait a minute. If I'm in the picture, I got to get Lemoore. You can't, Bing. She plays the part of your mother. Or your daughter, rather. My daughter. Yeah. Well, no, I'll tell you why I said everybody's got me so old, i got to get somebody else old. I tell you. Well, she plays a part of your daughter. Well, if Lamour plays my daughter, what does Hope play? Your father. Great casting. Great. <laughs> now, what do you play, Al? A sophomore at UCLA. All we got to have is a big script promise about this thing before we go any further. Really. Incidentally, Al, I don't see why you're taking on all this work. You ought to slow down. Take it easy. Why don't you relax sometime like I do? You're too relaxed, Bing. Huh? I peeped in here one night, and you were broadcasting from a hammock strung between two microphones. <laughs> that reminds me. Where's my hammock tonight? Hmm? You're wearing it. <laughs> Let's get back to you. You ought to get away from it all. No kidding. What, 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 do what I do. Go up to Canada. Shoot a buck. I'd rather go to Rancho Vegas and shoot two bucks. <laughs> there you go. You take on all this work. You're running here and there all the time. Pictures, records, radio. You know, Al, you can't take it with you. Then I ain't going to leave. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah, yeah. Ought to be about time for a song, huh? Bing, with you, it's always time for a song. You know, I think we should do the first song we ever did together. What's Ro- that? Rosie. All right. I you want to George Rosenberg. Listen, you want, you want to stand up and sing it, or should we both crawl in a hammock? No. 
No, I think I can handle it vertically. John Scott, would you sneak in behind Mr. Jolson with some very stylish music? Puts the rose to shame And most any night You'll hear me call her name Professor I'm gonna sing about my baby Rosie, Rosie You are my posy You are my posy You are my heart's bouquet Come on Here in the moonlight there's something sweet love, sweet love I want to sing I'm singing about my baby Your honey, Your honey boy, I'm waiting Your boy, I'm waiting Those ruby, ruby lips to greet to greet Don't be so aggravating My blushing rosy Bing, here's another gal I can't leave out. Sunbonnet Sue by the immortal Gus Edwards. Oh, she's a great little gal. I knew her when she was just a filly. Ran three to a mile in 32 and 4. Sun bonnet Sue, Sun bonnet Sue, Sunshine and roses ran second to you. You look so nice, I kiss you twice under your sun bonnet blue. It was only a kind of a kid kiss. Ah, but it tasted lots nicer than pie. And the next thing I knew, I was dead stuck on you. When I was a kid, Say, 
Bing, you know yeah. something? What's this? I think we're going to be accused of playing favorites mentioning girls' names. You think so? How about a tune that takes care of all the gals? Well, I'm all for it, and I got the tune. Well, you start it, son. Right. A pretty girl is like a melody that haunts you night and day, just like the strain of a haunting refrain. She'll start upon a marathon. And run around your brain You can't escape She's in your memory By morning, night and noon She will lead you and then Come back again A pretty girl is just like a pretty tune. Ah, that was fine, Al. I always enjoy singing with you. I like it too, Bing. I get such a kick out of it that I... I hum along with you every week. You know, the minute Kraft Music Hall comes on the air, I switch on my Philco and I join in with you on whatever you're singing. Now, ain't that touching? <laughs> but I'm glad you mentioned my craft show, Bing. I want to talk to you about that. What? Well, ever since I started, they keep uh, reminding me about you. That's all? Yeah, one day I told the producer I'd like to change something in the script, and he said, Bing, would never do that. Oh, when I was there, we didn't have any script. We just read the small print on the Velveeta boxes. <laughs> Oh, they're still doing that. <laughs> yeah, look, Bing, then uh, another time, what? another time, I told a musical director to pick up the tempo. And he said, Bing would never do that. I can't understand it, Bingy. I try to cooperate with him. I even get down to rehearsal two hours early. Bing would never do that. <laughs> you never do rehearse, do you? What do you think we're doing now? What? <laughs> Well, listen, Al. What? Anytime you get unhappy with craft music... No, 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 no. No, no. No, no. Don't say that, Espinard. I ain't unhappy, Bing. I ain't unhappy. I love it. And be careful what you say. Mr. Kraft may be listening. Gail in person. How about Al? Why'd you wait so long before dropping in here on Philco Radio Time? Here it is December already. Christmas will soon be here. People all over the country are starting to wonder what Philco Radio they're going to give for presents. Yeah. And they're wondering what kind of cheese to serve at the parties, they you know that? <laughs> Say, that reminds me. Huh? Ken Cotton is here, eh? Right, right here, Al. Well, get busy, son. Let's have some cheese talk. Yes, sir. Here, here. Now, wait. Just a minute. Just a minute. Nothing. That man's my announcer. Well, he's my announcer, too. Go ahead, Ken. I'm the boss, man. Oh, hey, whoop, whoop. You forgot what night this is, Al. This is Philco. Oh, that's right. I'm on your show. Of course. (laughs) Well, I got a little mixed up, you know. I don't know which show I'm on. I'm on so many. I can understand that, Al. All radio shows sound alike. The only way people can tell them apart is by listening to the commercials. Let's hope they listen to this one. Take it away, Philco man. 
Well, every Christmas, there's somebody special on your list. If you're married, it's your family. And it's a solid old Christmas tradition to give a present that can be enjoyed by everybody at your house. Now, this year, the gift with a lift is one of those fine new Philco console radio phonographs. The new Philco console not only says Merry Christmas with music, it makes life merrier all year round. Like Philco's magnificent new 1270. Here's a radio phonograph that offers something new even to connoisseurs. It's equipped with Philco's electronic scratch eliminator. Brand new device from the Philco Laboratories that puts the whammy on the biggest nuisance in recorded music. From now on, no hiss, no squeak, no scratch. Just a background of blissful silence. So you can hear all the music in any phonograph record, old or new. Take a listen to the Philco 1270 in time for Christmas giving. Along with many other fine Philco models to match the money you want to spend. And give the gift with a lift. The newest thing in radio phonographs from Philco, the leader. And now if Brother Jolson will sashay up here alongside of me, we'd like to do that new number from MGM's flashy new flicker, A Good News. And the name of the song is The Best Things in Life Are Free. Uh, 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 that's philosophy, son. I heard you. I yeah. heard you. The moon belongs to everyone. The best things in life are free. The stars belong to everyone. Yes, indeed they do. They gleam there for you and me. The flowers in spring, the robins that sing, the sunbeams that shine, the yours, the mine, and love can come to everyone. The best things in life are free. The flowers in spring, the robins that sing, the sunbeams that shine, they're yours, they're mine, and love can come to everyone, the best things in has been a most pleasant half hour. Yeah? You don't know what it means to me to have had you on my show. Well, I know exactly what it means, Bing. And please have it at my house the first thing in the morning. <laughs> you mean you want to check, Al? You mean you'd accept money from me? You got some, haven't you? Well, I don't know. I haven't had my hand in my pocket all day. Well, son, for your information, I have, and you are loaded. <laughs> Well, here, here's your receipt, son. Let's see what it says here. Received from Bing Crosby, $4. Just a minute, Al. I thought you only wanted $3. 
When I got a dick for it, brother, it's full. <laughs> Never let it be said that a buck came between you and I. Thanks a lot for joining us tonight. Don't mention it. And by the way, Biggie, who's yeah. going to be your guest next week? An old pal, Walter O'Keefe, the double or nothing man. Mm -hmm. Well, I will turn on my Philco. Keep close. And I will be listening to you with both ears. Cozy up to the concert. Good night, son. Yeah, and all that. During the past uh, few weeks, folks, radio listeners have heard a great deal about American schools and the grave crisis now facing our entire educational system. I'd like just a moment to say something about that, too. Throughout most of the country today, our schools are understaffed. The classrooms are overcrowded. The school buildings and their equipment are inadequate and they're quickly deteriorating. You and I can help a great deal to improve educational conditions in our communities... We've all got to talk it up. We've got to join and work with civic groups and school boards actively seeking to improve educational facilities. We've got to show school teachers who have been leaving their positions in an alarming number that we realize that they are the ones who mold our nation's future. And we appreciate the vital importance of their services to us, to our children, and our nation. Thank you and good night. Produced and transcribed in Hollywood by Bill Morrow and Myrtle McKenzie. Tune in to Philco Radio Time next week and hear Bing Crosby, John Scott Trotter and his orchestra, the Rhythm Airs, and Bing's guest, Walter O'Keefe. And remember, this Christmas, give a Philco, famous for quality the world over. Now that we've heard from Bing Crosby and Al Jolson, it's time to hear from Dinah Shore. From 1945, Bird's Eye Open House. Bird's Eye Frosted Foods present Bird's Eye Open House, starring Dinah Shore, with her special guests, Hedda Hopper and Vera Vague. And now here's Dinah. I'm gonna love that guy like he's never been loved before. I'm gonna show that guy he's the fella I'm waiting for. When he's in my arms again, our dreams will all come true. Then the years between might never have been. We'll start our lives anew. I'm gonna kiss that guy like he's never been kissed before. Knock him a great big kiss. And though I miss that guy, he's the fella I'm waiting for. We'll never part again, he'll hold my heart again, forever and ever more. I'm gonna love that guy like he's never been loved before. She's gonna kiss that guy like never before. And though I miss that guy, he's the fella I'm waiting for. We'll never part again, he'll hold my heart again, forever and evermore. I'm gonna love 
bird's eye boy oh, this evening. bouncing, Dinah, but hey, what was all the excitement about in the hall a little while ago? Well, didn't you hear? Van Johnson was in the studio. <laughs> so what? <laughs> so what? That's what I said. So what? I don't see any reason for all the fuss. Van Johnson. Just take away his blonde, curly hair, and what have you got? I don't know, but you can deliver it to my house in the morning. There are things. People. <laughs> oh, it's so nice seeing you, Thank Harry, you. and you, Dinah. You're simply breathtaking. Well, thank you. You look rather shaved. You know what I admire about you, Dinah, is that your beauty's so natural. Well, do you really think so? But so natural. <laughs> Tell me, Dinah, who dyes your hair, paints your nails, makes your eyelashes, and lifts your face? <laughs> Will you die? Aren't you being just a little catty? Catty? I catty? Well, oh. I thought... <laughs> oh, Dinah, dear, you don't think I'm catty, do you? <laughs> well, maybe not, but you're the first guest we've had who keeps scratching her back against the microphone. Hi, <laughs> Dinah. But yeah. tell me, darling, <laughs> what have you been doing? Uh, oh, me? Uh? What, uh, well, I've had the most hectic day, you know. I just spent three hours at the Turkish bath. You see, I'm trying to reduce. Well, Vera, those Turkish baths have done wonders for you. Oh, do you really think so? Oh, yes. Why, you've taken at least three inches off your Constantinople. (laughs) (laughs) You should talk. If your chest were any lower, you'd need a pair of open-toe shoes to breathe through. (laughs) Oh, now, children, hey, children, just a moment, please. The bird's eye open house will come to order. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry, dear. I guess I forgot myself. Oh, tell me, Dinah, who are all those men over there? Yeah. Well, well, that one on the right, you see that one? That's Ken Lane. He directs the chorus. Uh, oh, he's cute, isn't he? Uh-huh. <laughs> and that one over there is Robert Emmett Dolan. He directs the orchestra. Oh, is that Bobby Dolan? That's Bobby Dolan. Oh, you know, there's something I've been dying to ask him. Do you think I could meet him? Oh, certainly, Bobby. Oh, yes, Dinah. Uh-huh. I'd like you to meet Vera Vey. Uh, well, Bobby, Nope is better than none. Um, um, <laughs> oh, you're so cute, really. I, I, I've always been fascinated by you, Bobby, and the way you handle the orchestra. Uh, just how do you get such wonderful results? Well, it's really very simple. I just wave the stick, and the men do whatever I want them to. You just wave the stick, and those 30 men do just what you want them to? Yes. Well, I can get one of those sticks to work, and I get the 30 men. <laughs> Vera, control yourself, please. Uh, Well, I mean, after all, you know, I think it's about time you settle down with the man you love. Well, I agree with you, Harry, dear. Of course. And that's just what I'm going to do. And I've got my eye on you. (laughs) (laughs) On me? Yes, let's just leave it up to Dinah. Dinah, dear, wouldn't Harry and I make a wonderful pair? Pair of what? Uh. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Honestly, every-
everybody's against me. Now, don't listen to her, Harry. No, all right. Harry. Yes? <laughs> Tell me, wouldn't it be wonderful at breakfast every morning to have me across the table from you? Well, uh, you'll make me wheat cakes every morning? Yes. Why are you so fond of wheat cakes? No, but if they're piled high enough, I won't be able to see your face. <laughs> Dear boy, you remind me to put some barbed wire in your spaghetti. <laughs> now, now, Vera, Vera, honey, you mustn't be so bitter. You know, we've got a very pleasant surprise for you tonight. Somebody very special is coming over. Oh, how interesting. Let me see now. Uh, you've had Joseph Cotton here, then there was Cesar Romero, and last week, Jack Carson... <laughs> Who could it be? Hedda Hopper. Oh, he's so... Hedda <laughs> Hopper! <laughs> oh, oh, well, what a treat. Where is Hedda? Oh, she'll be here soon. I saw her in the Brown Derby. Oh, that dame, she'll put anything on her head. <laughs> I'm surprised at you. Why, Hedda is famous for hats. Oh, you're telling me. You know, last week she wore a hat trimmed with pickles and ice cream and perched on top was a real bird. Oh, Vera, you're exaggerating. Well, all I know is the next time I saw her, the pickles and ice cream were gone and the bird was taking bicarbonate of soda. <laughs> A new song, just the way we recorded it for Victor the other day. I changed my mind about you at half past one today. It's not the same without you, and I couldn't stay away. I didn't want to phone you again, but I did. I didn't want to see you again, but I did. I had a certain feeling for you that bothered me. I had to find out what the hidden charms could be. I didn't want to hug you again, but I did. I didn't want to kiss you again, but I did. I must have been too sentimental doing what I did. I didn't want to fall in love, but I did. Must have been too sentimental 
what I did. Say, Dinah, you know, I was just thinking it would do me a lot of good in this town if Hedda Hopper gave me a break in her column. Do you think she'd do it? Well, I don't know, Harry, but I'm sure you can find out for yourself because here she is, that well-known woman about Hollywood, Hedda Hopper. Well... Oh, hello, Dinah. What a day I've had at the studios. I watched the making pictures of Lana Turner in a sweater. Oh, boy. Betty Grable in a bathing suit. <laughs> and Dolly Lamore in a sarong, who I ran myself to death. Oh, death, where is thy sting? <laughs> <laughs> oh, come now, Harry, settle down. Gee, Hedda, you look so lovely tonight. Thank you, And I'm really so glad you dropped in, because there's so many things I want to talk to you about. First of all, your hats. My hats? What about them? Well, they're such creations... Uh, am I being too personal if I ask if they're terribly expensive? Why, not at all, Dinah. They cost me absolutely nothing. You see, I've worked out a deal with the man who designs them for me. A deal? Yes. He makes my hats and I make his straight jackets. <laughs> Say, Dinah, uh, do you mind if I ask Miss Hopper a question? Well, not at all, Harry. Go right ahead. Thank you. Uh, Miss Hopper, uh, do you ever write the biography of people in your column? I do, if the person happens to be world famous, important, or of great significance to the nation. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was born uh, in... Uh, in uh, Harry. Hmm? Harry. <laughs> oh, it's no use, Dinah. I can see there's no stopping this boy. Oh. Well, I'll get out my notebook and pencil. And now, Harry, you may begin. Oh, yes. Yeah. Well, like most other people, I was born. Yes, you said that. Well, sometimes people don't believe it, you know. <laughs> but I was born, and if I say so myself, Miss Hopper, I was a very cute baby. Here, look at this picture of me with my mother and father. It was taken just after the stork brought me. My, what a striking resemblance. Yeah. Do you think I look more like my mother or my father? Well, you look more like the storks. <laughs> Well, I shouldn't have been standing on one leg. <laughs> Say, Harry, tell Hedda about your educational background. Oh, yeah. Well, instead of leaving home to go to university, I took my college course from a correspondence school. Oh, I shan't soon forget how handsome I looked in my tuxedo at the graduation dance. A correspondence school graduation dance? Yes, I danced every rumba with the mailman. <laughs> and soon after that, my father called me into his study and said... Son, you are approaching manhood, and it's about time you know the facts of life. And then he told you all about the birds and the bees? He, oh, no, Hedda, no. I already knew all about the birds and the bees. Then what did he tell you? He told me all about the bird's eye and the spinach. Oh, no! Oh, yes! <laughs> bird's eye, quick frozen spinach. It's wonderful, clean, perfect spinach. The easiest to prepare spinach you ever had. <laughs> Why, all you have to do to enjoy it is open the package and pop the spinach into boiling water, and you can put that right in your column. Harry, yeah. Harry, mm -hmm. that's all very nice for us, and we love it, but what Hedda wants for her column is scandal. That's it. Oh, scandal. Well, Hedda, listen. I happen to know that two of our most famous stars who recently... put <laughs> It tickles. <laughs> who recently put have finally gotten a decision from the highest court as to the disposition of their community property, and do you know what the judge decided? What? He got custody of the bird's eye fruits and vegetables. <laughs> and was he happy because those vegetables are so fresh, and it's no wonder they all taste as though you just picked them out of your own garden. There, Hedda, how's that? That's an item. You Fine, can... but you still haven't given me what I need for my column. Oh, that, well, I was saving that for the last, Hedda. 
I happen to know what every columnist in Hollywood would die to know. And what's that? I know what Mildred Pierce did. <laughs> Harry, don't just stand there. Tell us, what did Mildred Pierce do? What did she do? What did she do? She went shopping for bird's eye fruits and vegetables. <laughs> Sure, because they're on the way to your bird's eye store right now. But just to make sure you get the one and only bird's eye top quality and flavor, you've got to be certain the packages you pick say bird's eye on the label. You see, there are many brands of frosted foods, but only one bird's eye. So look for that label. And that header should just about fill your column for tomorrow if I can give you any other... Harry, little... Harry, remember now, Hedda didn't come over here to talk business. Oh, Dinah, well, Hedda's business is fun. Think of her connections. Anytime she feels like it, she can have a date with Gable, Boyer, Bogart. I can? Well, of course. Well, then why am I wasting my time on you? Oh. <laughs> Like you did before Gee, it's good to hold you Hold you in my arms again Oh, gee, it's good to kiss you Feel you close to Just the three of us. And now I want you three, you two, excuse me, you two to know each other. Vera, this is Hedda. Hedda, Vera. Oh, oh how do you I've do? always wanted to know you. I've always wanted to know you. Oh, you know, Hedda, it's strange that in all the years I've been in Hollywood, I've never gotten to meet you before. Why, I remember going to see you on the stage years ago. <laughs> My nurse led me by the hand. 
Why, dearie, were you too old to walk alone? Oh, just a minute. Well, I knew you two would love each other. Let's talk about something else, shall we? Uh, I just bought the loveliest frock. It's, it's the most stunning beige trimmed with sequins you ever saw. Oh, my, sounds like a dream. But you should see the dress I just got. It's satin. With a bare midriff. Oh, my dear, a dress with a bare midriff is just perfect for you. Oh, do you really think so? Yes. Now everybody can see your tattooing. <laughs> oh, isn't she sweet? <laughs> if I may say so, dear, that's quite a creation you're wearing. <laughs> oh, it's just a little thing I grabbed out of the closet. Oh, you poor dear, you got the moth bag, didn't you? <laughs> Well, uh, uh, so much for dresses. Now what will we talk about? Literature? Uh, philosophy? Music? Uh, quit stalling, girls. Come on, let's get to the men. <laughs> uh -huh, that's, then what I've heard is true. All you think about is the opposite sex. Oh, no, 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 Hedda. That's an exaggeration. Although I must admit that I do lean toward the opposite sex. Lean? My dear, you're the Tower of Pisa with a girdle. <laughs> oh, oh. You have such a lovely throat, too. Have you tried gargling with DDT? <laughs> well, I Why, you darling, for two Well, now, look, there, there you are. You see, you see, I just knew you two would get along beautifully, but let's stop being feminine for a while. And, and tell me, Hedda, do you really know so awfully much about Hollywood? Well, I don't like to sound hammy, Dinah, but I know quite a bit about all of California. You see, my ancestors settled here in 1849. Oh, real pioneer stuff. Yes, my great-grandfather and my great-grandmother lived in Philadelphia. It was during the era when America was looking westward. One day, Grandpopper Hopper came to Grandmummer Hopper and said, Whoa! Yes, Pa? Get her two daughters, Dinah and Vera, ready. We're leaving for California. California's quite a piece of the holler down the road. How are we going to get there? Uh, don't worry about that, Ma. I know where I can pick up a hot covered wagon. <laughs> tell me, Pa, why do you want to go to California? Well, Ma, I hear tell that out there the lemons are as big as oranges. The oranges are as big as grapefruits. And the grapefruits are as big as watermelons. And how big are the watermelons in California? Oh, they lop clean over into Texas. <laughs> <laughs> yep, Ma, we're starting out. We're heading west. Because at the end of the rainbow, there's a pot of gold. I don't think we have to make that trip, Pa. Why not? Because you got that pot already. <laughs> oh, Ma, you're always joshing. <laughs> Forty days and forty nights we've been on the trail, Ma. When we started out, we had four oxen pulling this wagon, but we had to kill them one by one for food. Get up, get up, get up! Golly, Pa, I'm pulling as fast as I can! Oh, gosh, Pa, I can't stand it any longer. Oh, Tophet, what's the matter, Dinah gal? Well, I'm hungry. All I've had to eat in the last three weeks was a hummingbird. Well, what are you kicking about? You got all the white meat, didn't you? <laughs> Get up, get up there. Oh, you know, Dinah, I love looking out of the wagon this way at the sunset. I'm a warning you, sis. You better stick your face back in. Why? Because the last time you stuck it out, you started a buffalo stampede. 
How are you all getting along back there, daughter? Fine. You know, Pa, I'm fascinated by this wide expanse of plains, miles and miles of wilderness. And just think, someday men will build a railroad with shiny rails and trains will go thundering by. Better stand aside, gal. They're building it faster than you think. <laughs> Look, Paul, there's an Indian coming this way. Why, sure enough, there be. How? How? Uh, this is my wife. How? My daughter, Dinah. How? My daughter, Vera. Ugh. <laughs> to get that black foot a hot foot. <laughs> ah, by the looks of your headdress, Chief, you must be a pretty important Indian. Me have 64 bucks. Oh, you're a big chief. No, me on take it or leave it. <laughs> well, Chief, uh, we've been on the trail now for three months. Uh, can you tell me how much further is it to California? California, 100 mile as the crow flies. What are we waiting for, Paul? Saddle up the crow. Gee, just think of it. We'll be in California soon. The land of gold. Yeah, and we'll all be rich. Ma, why don't you sing a song for us on it? Sure will, Paul. Reckon I'll sing the Atchison, Topeka, and the Santa Fe. <laughs> Look at that sign over there. Patipica, it says. We're in California. I tell you, we'll settle right here. California! Right here. Hey, hold it a minute. There's a stranger approaching. Uh, what can I do for you, stranger? I'm a searching for my poor wife. She got lost in the desert a year ago. Her name's Mona. Mona. You ain't seen her, have you? No, we ain't. Lost in the desert. Oh, my poor Mona, my poor, poor Mona. And on this spot, ladies and gentlemen, was founded the little town of Pomona. Say, <laughs> hey, friends, if you got a copy of your latest Life magazine handy, if you have, take a gander at page 46. Page 46. There you'll see the most beautiful spinach dish you ever saw. And it's one that our own Dinah Shore dreamed up, made with bird's eye spinach, Natch. <laughs> and it's easy to prepare, a delicious dish that you could whip up yourself in a minute. And boy, you really go for that bird's eye spinach, too. Because like all bird's eye vegetables and fruits, it's just perfect. That's because the bird's eye folks really know how to grow, prepare, and quick freeze good foods. After all, they've been doing it for 15 years. So if you want work-free, waste-free, garden-fresh foods... If you want the Better Buy in Frosted Foods, Better Buy Bird's Eye. Did you ever hear the story of the Dixieland Band? Let me tell you, brother, that the music was grand. They had piano and a clarinet. Only thing they needed was a second cornet. And that's what led to the ruin, ruin of the Dixieland band. When the folks would holler for the maple leaf brag, 
they would get to swinging, but the trumpet would drag. They had to keep him cause he played so sweet, but they needed someone who could give them a beat. Someone who swung with the rhythm, rhythm of the Dixieland band. He'd play so sweetly. Instead of playing, he'd play so sweetly, they'd be saying, got him so they couldn't play right. Finally he fixed him on a Saturday night. He hit a note that was off the chord. Apoplexy got him and they went to the Lord. And now folks, here is a sample. Listen to the Dixieland band. at last because they found a trumpet man who really can blast the way he swings him is an awful shame he can really do with gabriel is his name and that's the pitiful story story of the dixieland band if you hear a trumpet start to play don't you be afraid that it's the judgment day Cause it's just Mr. Gabriel's son and his age And the Dixieland band is a fixin' to play We're a little late, folks. See you next week. Hey, friends, our special guest next week is going to be Rudy Valley, along with Robert Emmett Dolan, his orchestra, Ken Lane, his chorus, and me too. And Hedda Hopper appears tonight through the courtesy of Armour and Company, the makers of Treat. Vera Bay can currently be seen in the Columbia picture, Snafu. Bird's Eye Open House, starring Dinah Shore, is written by Howard Harris and Sid Zelinka. Happy Healthy Dogs speak for Gaines, G-A-I-N-E-S, Gaines' complete meal that nourishes every inch of your dog. Gaines contains meat meal, vegetables, cereals, everything dogs are known to need for red-blooded vim and vitality. Kennelmen, prize dog breeders, and veterinarians have recommended Gaines for over 16 years. Listen to your dog speak. Speak for Gaines, America's largest selling dog food.
the National Broadcasting Company. K.F.I. Los Angeles. That's it for this week. We'll be back next week with more old-time radio. I hope you can join us then. Till then, this is Jim Dolan thanking you for listening. 